Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. On today's episode of Reinvention Radio. Maybe, maybe. We don't even know if the judges are going to issue evictions based on everything that's going on. We don't know. But let's say hypothetically they issue those eviction orders and the eviction order goes to the sheriff and the sheriff comes to that house and says, you've got to get out because you didn't do X, Y, or Z. I think that's going to be a breaking point for a lot of people. And I think they're going to figure they've got nothing to lose. And why am I even, you're not throwing me out on the street and I'm, I'm open and fire. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Righty, that was cool. We did it. Yay. We kind of did it. That was so fun. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. What's up, everybody? How you doing? I'm hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Richie Ote, what's up, my brother? Running the running the board over there. <laughs> I was trying to get you to hold up the magazine and you could like show what was going on. I was I, yeah. I was trying to point. Yeah, I was wondering been... what you were pointing at. <laughs> I, I like, know. Get the like, magazine. <laughs> you know, something. Couldn't couldn't figure out the sign language over there. All right, hanging out here uh, in Quarantineville uh, on Reinvention Radio. Good to have you guys here. And uh, just missing on, uh, you know, I was thinking for a while there was like, you know, one of those things where I was kicking around the idea, like, maybe, maybe we should, we should just do our shows like this, you know, let's just do it virtually, we can do it from home, you know, this, that and the other and, and like, we don't need the studio, we'll just, you know, we'll, let's come into the, you know, into the 21st century with, with everything that we're doing. And it's so funny, because like, now I am completely, completely convinced that we absolutely 100% need to do the show at the studio in <laughs> like no question at all. Like, and Kelly will be like hey, on that. Right. Because, because I, I, you know, I mean, I've been talking to her for, for a long time, you know, like eh, maybe we could just do it like this. We could just do it virtually. Um, and so it, it can be done virtually. I know there's a lot of podcasts that have multiple hosts and they do it virtually. I mean, Justin Womack, who's uh, on our team, he's got a great show called Marketing Geeks. Um, mm-hmm. His partner is, I believe, in the Netherlands. Yeah, and something like that. Something like that, right? And so they can't possibly do it together in the same room. I mean, just impossible. They have to do it like this. But the, the bottom line is, if you, if you have the option of doing it together with your, your co-host and then bringing guests in, like, there's just no comparison, you know, there's no comparison. Like I, I, you know, it's great seeing you guys, but even like the, the, um, like the, the, the timing is, is really hard to, to get down. Right. Like I'm looking at you, but, when you're, there's something about being in person and the verbal or the, I guess the nonverbal cues. Yeah, we can kick you under the table. <laughs> I was just going to 
say that because I always kick him by accident. Yeah. Uh -huh. also, there is yeah. the human by accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there human. is definitely makes a difference to be in the same room because we wouldn't be buffering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so we're we're also doing this on Facebook Live. And you, you can't even look at what's going on, on Facebook Live. I mean, the, the delay between where we are in this conversation and where it is on Facebook Live is probably a good 10 seconds, would you say? Maybe 10, 10 seconds, right? So, so we, we couldn't use that then as, as, uh, as a guidepost to the, to the interaction here. Um, anyway, Zoom is much closer, but there's still a little bit of latency. I mean, even if it's half a second, you know, and, and just anyway, the bottom line um, is as we move through this, uh, this quarantine period, really appreciate you guys tuning in, really appreciate you guys listening. I know our production is, is all over the place at this point, but we're, we're getting there doing the, doing the best we can. Um, but that's even actually another side of the, the, the coin there is the finished product. Right, because we we do it as a live show in studio, and then um, Kelly and Wade and and we have a couple other people that help with with final production um, of this show. It just the final product when we're together in the studio. It's just it's it's so markedly different. Rich, I know you got a lot of experience in in this, and the, you know the TV and the film. Like, could you imagine doing a TV show as an example? Oh gosh, like virtually like this. I mean. Well, you can see it. I, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible, but you watch the news right now and they're trying to do it. And some of them are worse, right? Then they're just literally yeah. in their houses and they got their earbuds in only and no real mics. And so, well, I was watching a news program the first week that they stopped letting people go into the studios. And if they have a panel of them, the first week, because of the latency, they could not have the banter because they would talk over one another and then they did this. Oh, oh no, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Then the following week, they all had IFBs or a producer and it was not scripted totally, but they were cued and they would cue one another. Okay, Bob, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? Then Bob knew he was on, so Jesse didn't go in and say something on top of him. So mm -hmm. that had to be figured out, but there's no comparison to being in studio at all. Yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I mean, even, um, even with uh, a guest on, when we bring in a, a guest via Zoom or video or whatever, I mean, there's, there's, there's still a little bit of, of, of difficulties there, but it seems like when the three of us are together in the same room with the guest, again, same, same sort of thing, Mary. It's just like the, um, there's just a natural ebb and, and flow uh, that you just, you can't replicate like this. So it's, uh, it's been a really interesting uh, experience. So, so I, I'm, I'm segueing into one of the things that has come up for me uh, during this 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 last three four week period, um, I've actually lost count. Do, do you remember? We're we're all in California here, obviously, because 
you know, we, we do the show together in San Diego. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, we do reinvention radio live every Thursday. And then we do beyond eight figures, uh, right after that, uh, again, live every Thursday in the studio there. Um, so Richie and Mary and I all live in San Diego. Uh, we get together in, uh, in studio there. Um, but the, um, the, the, the lockdown date is not coming to me. Do you, do you remember in, in California? Cause I know it wasn't cause we did the new media summit and yeah, but the, we, the, the last sorry. Thursday that we were all together was the 12th because the mastermind right. right right after the new media summit. And right. then it was, it, it happened prior, but we just decided to do it all on the, yeah, but we, it was right prior to our show. So we started on the, the 19th. Okay. As far so as the show that. goes, the show goes. Okay. Yes. Cause we, cause we, we came, do, so we came into the studio on the 19th or did we not come? Okay. We didn't. So the, okay. No, I got the last it. time we saw each other was at the mastermind. Because okay. I think nationally, it was verbalized and then slowly people got more serious about it. But I think it was like a month and hoping for Easter. So like March 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to remember. Okay. So God, it, does it, does it seem longer than a month for you guys or does it seem like what, what, like for, I'll just, I'll speak for myself first here at, at home. And then I'll, I want to share again, the, this is one of the takeaways here in the first month. Um, but for me, it, it's both fast and slow. There, there's, it's definitely a combination of the two. Rich, what were you going to jump in and say? I was going to say it's just like being a parent, literally, the fast and slow. Like, it seems like the days are long, but it, you know, if, if I calculate, seems like that month went by fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah each day feels so long. <laughs> it's like the parrot, right? The, yeah. the days are long, but the, uh, the, the years, years go fast. Are, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so this is one of the beautiful things about recording from home. I got to actually, I didn't even know this. That's so funny. Like I didn't even know this phone still worked. <laughs> Tell them they're on Facebook live. Go speak. Yeah. Up. <laughs> I have a landline. I just, I plugged it in because our security company was saying that there was an issue um, with the, um, there was an issue with our, with our security system, not tying into the phone company or whatever. So I plugged this thing in just to check it. And uh, I totally forgot I did that. So there you go. Our landline works. So stop telling us our landline doesn't work. <laughs> you have proof. By the way, yeah. Wade said March 20th was okay. the actual day. So we were proactive. Okay. So we got after, it. Yeah. After, after being not so proactive at the conference. In, hey, have <laughs> yeah. you heard if anybody from New Media Summit, I've been asked this question, any attendee or icon get sick? Um, none, zero, nada, not, not a one. And, um, and even Doug, uh, our, or DJ Doug, who was going to DJ the New Media Summit, who was in Italy with his girlfriend, JJ, um, and had come back just a couple of days before the summit when Italy was going through everything that it was going through. Uh, we just made the decision that it's better for everyone uh, if, if he just stays home just in case. And 
and and supposedly nothing. They they didn't get any. They, you know, neither JJ nor nor Doug had any issues, and they were in Italy. Um, but you know, God, let me. I'm going to make a note here um, because I'm going to forget about this because I want to circle back. Um, so, Mary, let me just ask you this first: fast or slow? Like, what what are you feeling as far as this last month goes? Um, I think it's going by fast for me. I'm super productive and busy all day. Um, so it's really not changed my routine, except I stopped doing like squirrel. I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to go to Target, you know, or I'm going to run and do something or meet somebody for breakfast or lunch. I'm now just pretty seamless. I'm staying home. I have my tasks I don't want to get done. And mm -hmm. it really hasn't changed anything, except I'm not doing a lot of shopping anymore. Yeah, are you, so it's interesting, right? So are you spending, are you spending less money? You don't even want to talk to me about that right now, do you? Remember I had that sewer plumbing problem? Oh, right, yeah. They dug five feet down in the street to attach into the sewer down in the neighborhood. Okay, that's two grand. And then I just got an estimate because I have a beehive in my master bedroom wall. Mm -hmm. so that's 1150. So I'm Wait. spending money that way. <laughs> Wait a minute. What costs a thousand one hundred and fifty dollars to take out a, a a beehive? Like, how does that? She so said they're in her wall. They're in my wall. So I have duct tape over the crevice that they started coming in. Evidently, this oh, yeah. is not uncommon. It's the season for bees migrate, and the guy came over this morning and he said. You literally have one of those beehive wally things. What's that called? Oh, the, the honeycomb. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So the pheromones are so potent that even if we kill the bees, we did not kill the pheromone thingamajigger in the wall. So they have to cut open my wall, come in with hazmat suits. Oh, my God. Take it out, and then I have to repair my wall and... Really? Hazmat suits or just bee protection? Yeah, they are. They look like the same thing. <laughs> or is it hazmat because of the coronavirus? And <laughs> no, it's more. the it's the what you know the beehive or the bee thing. Yeah, so that's where my money is going. So hmm. yeah. Oh my god. So um, that's scary. You know what? I um I I, I played plumber. Not too long ago, there was a, a slow drip out of the uh, connection to the from the hose to the bottom of the toilet, and um, and rather than you know just try to do it the the right way, this that and the other, I went and I got some of that um, that flex seal thing, you know the thing that they make the boat with. <laughs> you know what I'm talking you about? Can the float a boat that's sinking. You can with. float a boat, right? You can float a boat with this stuff. <laughs> like it's like it's it's I don't know what it is, but Man, that is that is some serious stuff. You should you should go where that crevice is, and just like <laughs> just fill it with all of that that flex seal stuff, and then nothing will survive that. Like nothing. Although Kelly says you should take um, Kelly says you should take a, a bowl, tap the wall, and put a bowl under it for fresh honey. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's big really? enough, maybe you can sell it in the neighborhood and recoup some of your costs. Oh my lord! <laughs> Come on, invent a paycheck. Right? Yeah, there you go. 
That should be, that's module, module four of your new training. How to turn, how to turn bees into money, right? Smart, brilliant. All right. Um, so, so what I was saying is one, one of the takeaways for me so far um, is definitely the, um, the need to do um, uh, the, the show in studio. Right. Like there, like that was, that was in question, you know, do we, do we need to do that? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I think, I think the answer, as I said, is, is unequivocally, you know, heck yeah, we gotta, we gotta do it. It's just much better. You know what I, I thought about that hmm. backs your thought on that. So when we're sitting with a zoom person, maybe the three of us sit next to one another in a row and I can just slowly just turn my head a little bit and you know I want to add something to the conversation. But I can I can turn my head all over the place and you're still not going to notice that I might want to add something to the conversation. And you can tell Richie can look at you and you know he has, he has something to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here it's kind of flat. Yeah. Well, now you can just go like this, just like, yeah. you know, just like wave your arms, like a, like a, like a directing an airplane, bring it in this way, <laughs> bring <laughs> the microphone, pass the microphone. <laughs> That's what we should do. So right now I'm going to go like this. I'm going to pass the microphone to Rich. There you go. Or I'm going to. We'll get the hook. Down there. <laughs> there you I don't, you know. Oh, I don't know where I am. Get one of those hooks. That would be awesome. Yeah, just, uh, just <laughs> And the camera. So, um, so takeaway. Um, what would you say if you if you had to think about one of the main takeaways here uh, over the last uh, over the last month? What would that be? And then uh, Michael, who's hanging out with us, uh, Michael, if you want us to bring you on, just uh, let me know or just type your your question there in the box, and we uh, we can do that as well. But what uh, what what would you say is your is your main takeaway? So take away from the show stuff or take away from just last week, things that are going on? Just in the last month, like okay. kind of life, business, maybe I can live with this, I can live without that. I, I'm rethinking this, I'm rethinking that. I, I, I realized I have three children. I only thought I had two, you know, like any, <laughs> any takeaways sort of thing. That's what Lena is saying. I, uh, yeah, exactly. That's funny. Um, <laughs> hold on, let me laugh for a second. Um, I, my biggest takeaway across the board, bar none, is um, although I'm playing nice and doing the masks and doing the gloves and doing all that, like I am less than ever wanting to watch the news and I didn't want to really watch it prior um, because on both sides, and I'm not getting political here, but left and right, it's just fear, fear, fear. And the only thing they talk about other than fear is um, the same old, which is important. Wash your hands, use the mask, right? I'm not trying to say it's not important. But if, if everything that we've seen so far from pre-existing to conditions to what are, what are it's respiratory problems, heart disease, uh, diabetes, any of this stuff, and then then they say low immune systems that why aren't people coming on talking about all the things you can do to boost your immune system? Like 
why, why, why is everything negative? So to me, I'm just turning half of that crap off, if not more mm -hmm. and doing crazy things like making date shakes and, you know, exercising with the kiddo in the backyard and just eating better than ever. And just trying to be like, look, I'm still going to do my piece. I'm still put the mask on. I'll still do everything you're wanting, but I'm ready to like even more proactive, more health, more, you know, focusing on the good, the good stuff. Cause again, what if, and again, I'm not going into conspiracy theory. Don't worry. What if all of a sudden we get all these tests and we realize, Oh, way more people had it, but no one got as sick because it really was because those people had, I don't know those answers, right? I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to claim it, but the takeaway short and sweet is I'm just focusing on, Focus, focus. I'm focusing on. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what else I'm getting into. Um, I'm just focusing on trying to get as healthy as possible because, I mean, if God forbid something did happen, might as well be in better shape than ever. So. Yeah. Have you, um, speaking of which, have you seen, and Mary, you muted yourself just in case you were coughing there. Um, but have you seen uh, the movie uh, Zombieland? with um jesse eisenberg i think is yeah. the kid and woody harrelson um anyway it's a zombie apocalypse you know that whole that whole thing um one one he's got like these rules for surviving the zombie ap apocalypse one of the one of like the, the top rules that he has um is cardio like you gotta have <laughs> <great> cardio <laughs> so because you know otherwise you, you gotta be able to run them so uh oh, so there you go yeah, it's main takeaway, work on cardio because Lord only knows what's going to happen. And I don't, you know, we'll, we'll get into doomsday here in a, in a minute just because we can. But Mary, what, um, what, what's been one of your main takeaways? Um, all my laundry's done on time. It's all clean and put away. Uh, cupboards are cleaned out. But basically, it's really given me an opportunity not to be distracted by externals. You know, I have to go do this or that, or I want to go do this or that. I've really, I've never been so focused in my writing consistently. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty happy. And, you know, thank you, Lord, that the rain stopped. Yeah. Because that was last week's show. Remember? Yeah, there was a lot. And it's gorgeous. It's sunny. Dogs are the big winners in this whole thing. Cause I've never seen so many people walking their dogs two and three times a day. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Are they, um, are they staying away from each other though? Like, isn't that, um, isn't that part of the issue you're not supposed to like, how, how are they doing that? They wear their masks and they're walking down the street. They're either a couple with a dog or somebody by themselves with the dog. It's no. Yeah. So, so what's interesting is, you know, in, in hindsight, um, we, when we, when we had the, the new media summit, we didn't have a lot of, of information about like what we absolutely should do or shouldn't do, or, you know, like with the Doug thing, it was like, well, we know Italy and the North is having issues, you know, with like Naples and um, Venice, you know, and, and those cities in the north, we knew that they were having issues. But we didn't, 
we didn't know the extent of what was going on. Right. So when, when we said, you know, Doug, it's probably better if you, if you don't come, just given everything that's going on here, it was definitely, um, you know, the idea here was to kind of get out ahead of it a little bit and, and took it as like a precautionary measure. Um, and, and it's interesting how now in hindsight, like, I mean, it, it was, there, there was no question that, that he shouldn't have been there. Right, so it's just so interesting how how we how we take action and we make decisions based on the information that we have. And so I'm just I'm, I'm just wondering for you guys now, looking back on on the summit a month ago, with the information that you have now if you were in charge of the new media summit, which was March 9th through the 11th, and then the mastermind day on the 12th, with the information you have now, and Kelly, you can answer this as well if you're still hanging out there. Um, what decision would you have made or what, you, what would you have done at that moment in time? Let me start with you, Mary. What, what, what would you have done as far as the event goes if you had today's information, then? Well, I think hands down, it probably would have been canceled. I was surprised on the mastermind day, which was the last day, the 12th. Yeah. In the, the ballrooms that we were in, they had set up and started breaking down right away. And then there's a sign in the lobby that said, so-and-so event canceled. And I thought, Hmm, nothing we can do about it now. Yeah. But we were in a Petri dish for a week. Yeah. And that's, a, we would have, information came out like the day before we went to the hotel to start doing the summit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't you think you would have canceled it if it was tomorrow? He wouldn't he, have had to. Well, <laughs> right. It would, it would tomorrow, you know, with the force, you know, all, all these mandates and everything else. I mean, we would have, we would have had no choice. So, um, okay. So if you, so let's, let's say hypothetically, there was no mandate, but we have the information today that we have. If we had it then and there was no mandate, Mary, what would you have done then? Well, I can be a little bit of a hypochondriac, so I probably would have erred on the side of caution and mm -hmm. you know, said, you know, I'm going to stay home. Um, but then on the flip side, I think some of this is a, is a little overblown. We're shutting mm -hmm. down an entire economy based on numbers that are still less than H1N1 in America. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Rich, what about what about you? So, if you were if you were running that event, and the event was March 9th through the eleventh, but you had the information that you have today, but there was no mandate, what what decision would you have made? So basically, you're giving me the proverbial, if you knew then what you know now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, 
well, I, I wouldn't have done it, but more out of a, more from a leadership perspective than something I'm worried about. Um, but you know, this kind of, this reminds me of a phrase that I heard a while back and I'm really blanking on who it was from, but it was a, it was a world leader. Steve Ulcer. And it was, um, it's not about making the right decision. It's about making the decision right. Mm-hmm. Because you get new information and you can, you can only go off the information you have. I mean, yeah. for all I know, if I go back as far as you want in the history books, at one point in time, we thought the sun went around us, got new information. You know, I mean, yeah. there's, there's always new information and we change accordingly. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it. But like I said, more out of a leadership perspective I, or make a quick switch to virtual or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, um, so let's help folks then try to think about how, how to make decisions based on the information that they have. Right. Because there's always the if you if you knew now what you know then then if you knew then what yeah, you know. if you knew then what you know now yeah that <laughs> yeah there's a country song yeah okay that one um you know of course you you would make different decisions i mean it's just like i mean how many billions of dollars could have been made in the last 3 weeks if you shorted, longed, shorted, longed, shorted, longed the stock market in the right order. I mean, oh my God, like even oil, like you can look at what's going on with oil. There was, there was, a, there was one day where there was a 26% lift in the price of a barrel of oil, right? And so in the scheme of things, you go, that's not, you know, whatever, it's not a big deal. If you're dropping a hundred mil on that bet, or a hundred thousand, or you know whatever it is, that's that's a lot of money coming and going with a quickness. So, so the point being, and the question then for both of you is, how how can you help people make the right decision with the information that they that they have? And I know you're a big go with your gut kind of person, Mary, but are there, are there ways that people can make better decisions? So you said I'm the go with your gut girl, but should we? <laughs> no, he never said, like, but. <laughs> he did say, but he said, he but is there a better way people can make decisions? Well, um, so if you're making them, in, if you're asking yourself a lot of questions and you're speaking in sentences and you're trying to justify being able to do something or not do something, you're in your ego. And if you're in a fear-based, that's fear-based right there. So mm-hmm. if you just, I mean, we all have said at some point, many times probably, something tells me. So when you're saying something tells me, Mm-hmm. That is, that is not attached to an outcome. It's not anything. It's neutral. 
So live in the land of something tells you, because that's not an ego-based decision. It's not an emotion-based decision. It's just a, that's gut decision. Kelly, help me out. Is this seems so like, just learn what you're, how you're doing your decisions. You have to go with pros and cons. <laughs> what, what do you mean? You're, you're talking about teaching people how to do decisions and you say, Kelly, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly said her, her, her death something, tells, something told you you should reach out to Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, she knows my material so well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richard, well, let me, let me give Richard an opportunity. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your question and then I'm going to kind of bring up I'm gonna something. I'm not answer it. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to answer it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of frame it a different way. And the reason I'm doing it is it goes back to that information thing, right? Um, a lot of people that speculate in stock market and do these different things, they know, they know information that other people don't know. So whether it was Republican and or Democrats, senators and governors like selling stuff because they knew information when they're not making stuff public, right? So. Let's, mm -hmm. let's just say you can only go off what you know or what you're most wanting to see. And I talked about this the other day with a friend. Um, it doesn't matter what side of the coin you're on. If you're an optimist, like there's golden material sitting there that's going to prove to you new opportunity, new, new things available for you. If you're a conspiracy theorist, there's golden opportunity for you to be sitting there, right? So whatever you're wanting to see and you're focusing on, you're going to see more of it. And so yeah. making a good decision, in my opinion, is realizing we're all just trying to do us. And hopefully, and you can see I lean towards more of the positive side. Hopefully this is just awakens us into a, hey, you got to do you, but we're also realizing this world got a lot smaller because we travel around and we're, we see a lot more people and we touch a lot more people and we're going to different places and we're eating different things. At least we were for a while. And just keep in mind, you got to do you while other people are doing them. And yeah. hopefully um, you focus on just what you can do to make you and your family and your community better. And I think that has a, a bigger ripple effect on the world than a lot of people think. Yeah. yeah but, I, what, sure. but real quick, what I was going to say is, <laughs> so this was, so answered your question first and now I'm going. Ah. So Royal Caribbean right now, thirty three fifty, thirty three fifty 3350, 3350 a share. Still? And, yeah. Which is 3.75 price to earnings. Oh, that's, that's, just tiny. It's unbelievably tiny. So, but it's also going to be the ultimate in Petri dishes, right? Like looking forward, like how long is that one going to take? What kind of pivot are they going to do? Like they're, if you look What's at Delta, the, it's like Delta or American airlines at right now, just oh, curious. And also I was going to say, and Marriott is way down too, but they're no, going to be no. fine because they own land. Um, Which one are you looking up? American? You look up American. I'm looking I'll up. I look up American. I'm just curious what AA is right now. Okay. Yeah. So United is 28. 
United is 28 bucks right now still. Yeah. But here's, here's, here's where I start to, and again, I don't, I'm not saying conspiracy theory, but I get pissed off at the way some of these things get packaged through. What yeah. the heck is, are they getting bailed out? Why? These are, it's not like stuff. Why are they any more important? Why? Why are they getting the funds before people that are truly don't have massive stuff? If these CEOs are that great, you can't tell me there's more than a year worth of cash on books that they could yeah. sit but here's why they're getting, they're getting bailed out because they're not protecting the, anyone who's really sees how bankruptcy, bankruptcy gets structured, it gets packaged. Sometimes the, the people that are employees and different things, they end up sometimes owning more of the company and or someone else comes in and, and other people come in and acquire the company. It's not like the planes just melt away and no one gets a job. Someone will take that asset and run that asset better, but they're yeah. bailing out the black rocks and these huge hedge funds mm-hmm. that they should take one in the head one day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean and, literally taking someone out and I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 No, I got it. <laughs> okay, guys. Did so Scott Carson yes. in the, in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. I know Scott wants to come on. Let me, uh, yeah, bring him in. Bring him on. Bring him on. Bring them on, bring them on. Uh, so, Scotty, when you get a chance, just bring on your camera and your uh, your mic there. So it's interesting, um, really interesting, though, when when you start thinking about who who actually is getting access to those to those funds, right? I mean, that's that's a, it's a frightening proposition. Scotty Carson from the uh, No Closers Show. What's up, my friend? Icon of influence himself at the New Media Summit. We got to have you back. The Eclipse, actually. You're looking a little less Eclipse-like. What's going on with you? Dude, it's called working out in private over here. What are you talking about? Trying to, you know. Love it. Nice. Could be yeah. also the three days of growth I have there. Although you, Steve, I don't think anybody wears like a month of growth better than you do. You look like you're a French, like author. You just need to be saying like, wee, 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 and holding your finger up a little bit more like a glass of wine, you know? It's the bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the podcast bandit. That's all it is. It's all bandana all the time now, no matter what. I'm, I'm either going to protect you from, from the virus or I'm going to rob you. You never, you never know. Podcast pirate, arr. <laughs> Timbers. Yeah. Uh, dude. Hey, man, so uh, two, two quick things for you, dude. First of all, because um, I know you're close to the money game and then a lot of conversations around that. Does it make sense for anybody to get bailed out right now in any way, shape, or form? Oh, that's, I, I, that's, a, that's a good question. I think, well, if you look at what the PPP has done being running out of money already, and so many uh, small businesses being left now, you know, floating in the wind, swinging in the wind, it's, it'd be hard to say. I think, um, you know, the uh, commercial mortgage market took a $50 billion dump last week. Um, and so it, it's hard to say. I mean, it's, it, you know, was it was it fair for everybody to get bailed out back 12 years ago like they did? Um, yeah. Was it fair that GM got bailed out a few years back? Was it fair that Amtrak got bailed out, you know, years ago? So yeah. that's the thing to look at. Now, I think what's going to be hurting a lot of, I think some of these funds, like somebody talked about BlackRock. Was it Richie that said take a gun Richie. to the head? Yeah. For somebody over there for, for Blackstone or BlackRock? Yep. No. Uh, <laughs> Um, crazy. They, you know, they've been making money hand over fist to things. You know, I think the biggest player that's going to probably hurt the most is Goldman Sachs, actually. Mm. Um, in, in my space of buying distressed debt, Goldman Sachs has been a big player for the last few years. 
they got fined a billion dollars by the SEC over, you know, with all the stuff that they did during the, the last recession. Well, they made a, a devil's handshake that for every mortgage they bought and then every dollar that they forgave as a loan mod went towards writing down that billion dollar debt. Hmm. And so Goldman Sachs has bought over 27,000 uh, mortgages and paid above market value, really, or really above anybody else wanted to pay because they had this kind of back end agreement. Well, I think they overpaid and with all this stuff happening, I think they're going to get taken in the pants as well. Um, when the markets start to fall, it's too early to tell in a lot of places, you know, I yeah. think the airline industry is going to get bailed about some, you know, a lot of them are doing things like airline uh, Americans doing the voluntary layoffs, you know, early retirement for a lot of them. Uh, I've got some friends that are pilots that have been flying across to Arizona and dropping planes off on permanent, permanent pads in the last few days as well too. So it, it's hard yeah. to tell. I mean, some people need to, um, but you just can't keep printing money like the government's doing it and say it's not going to affect anything. What, um, what, what do you think as far as, as you, and it's hard to believe it's only been a month and, you know, we can, we can certainly go down what this is really going to look like in, in 60 to 90 days and, and, and beyond here, because, um, you know, we talked about the tip of the iceberg in terms of, uh, just the, the virus and the number of people being impacted and how, you know, we're doing everything we can to flatten that curve and this, that, and the other, and those efforts are certainly working. I mean, people are still getting sick, but less people across you just watch it from I guess what you would call from east to, to west now and you can see what what happens there um, but the, the 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 real fallout on this thing is not going to take place in terms of the number of deaths I mean even as Mary said you know h1n1 and just comparatively speaking and uh, you know and uh, some of the other typical annual flu-like viruses whatever that we have and how that impacts people um, this, let me, let me ask you this. So it, we were talking about information. If you know, if you knew then what you know now or whatever, I don't know, Richie's got that thing and I can't even say it right. Um, but you know, to that, to that end, now, if, if we had the, the crystal ball, um, and I'll throw this around to Scott, then Mary, then Rich, all three of you. Um, if we look out, um, let's just say uh, 120 days from now, so like four months, so let's play it all the way out through the summer here. So end of summer, May, June, July, August, end of summer. What, what do you think realistically we're going to be looking at, Scott, just from an economic and societal perspective? And then I'll throw it to Mary and Rich for your best guesses as well. Uh, I think we're going to see probably closer to 20% unemployment rate, if not higher. Um, it's going to be hit worse so more in the rural areas. Um, I think we're going to see uh, foreclosure rates uh, uh, skyrocket back up again yes, because what happens in the, in the debt side of the game that we see is it's usually banks will give people six months to figure things out with a forbearance agreement or a trial modification and try to work that out. Well, if there's no jobs available for people, especially at the, um, yeah, I'll say your poverty line or below 30,000, 35,000 poverty line below, those are the people that need to hurt the most because they just don't have the skills, they don't have the, the resource. So we're gonna see increased amount of foreclosures. Uh, I think we're gonna see a lot of uh, divorces. People you can't think that happens in 120 days. You think we'll actually, and, and yes, on the, on, the, on the divorce thing, we're already seeing that, but in 120 days, you think that the banks are gonna move that quickly given everything that's going on? I think they've already started moving here uh, and we'll see that in May here with people going to forbearance agreements, uh, delay in mortgage payments. Uh, it's going it's to be the start of it. They're going to have a feel for it. If your bank has already reached out to you or you haven't reached out to your bank, you need to, everybody should do this, but there's 
two big things, stipulations. If people allow you to just do a forbearance, we're like, okay, you cannot pay for 90 days. Great, but at 90 days, we want you to start paying everything. That means not just the monthly payment, but the full three months. What about a deferment? A deferment that it's tacked on to the maturity date of your loan. That is a safer bet. Yes, but not every bank is going to uh, uh, offer that up. I don't, I don't believe. Unions, California credit unions are doing it. A Wells Fargo, B of A just pounded their fist and sulked the whole way to the table, but they finally gave in. And then who's the other one? Wells, B of A, there's somebody else. But Citibank, Citibank and Chase. I'm, there's no way to do, you have to pay three months of mortgage in July. Scrape. What I'm saying, what if, you've been, if you've not paid for three months, yeah, you're not paid for three months and then come back, then we'll expect you to pay three months at that point. And I don't agree with it, but we've seen that before. It all depends on what you end up qualifying, what you're communicating. Because if you're not working and you can't pay anything, then it's going to be like, okay, let's start working for D balloons or forbearance or trial payment plans. And, you know, mm -hmm. the, the last thing, a lot of banks offered up modifications of some sort, but 85% of those modifications failed because the borrowers didn't have enough money and the banks didn't forgive debt because I guarantee you we're seeing a price reduction and valuation of the markets drop as values decline from a variety of reasons. So it's, uh, you're going to start seeing an uptick of people starting to really worry about things like that. Evictions are probably going to hit uh, sooner. Um, I think it'd be a, big, a bigger bloodbath in the commercial market space and residential space. It's not even near like it was in the residential space in the last recession, but it's definitely going to be a, uh, going to be a rough time and more so especially if the commercial markets don't get bailed out more so than anything else so yeah i've got um i've got some thoughts around that that i want to share as well but mary if you were if you were playing it out 120 days end of summer what what do you seeing things put to crystal ball here economically from a societal perspective what if you're playing it out what what are you seeing in, in your mind potentially so i see if we get a slow roll of people being able to go back with certain restrictions and protections in place. That's going to boost morale. And I think America, the way we've banded together in the last month, is just going to blow the lid off of optimism and still taking precautions. But morale can carry this country pretty far. So I believe that there would be a V. So if we go crashing down with what we're going through right now, the stock market, when we get that turn in the psyche of America, when people are saying, okay, we see that we're going to start rolling out a positive, get back work, the stock market's going to say, we're going to rally for America. And when people rally, the market's rallying, we're, it's just going to be better. I don't think we're going to have a negative, horrible crash and burn because before this all started, we were the strongest economy ever in the history of our country. And I'm going to take the positive view because I have people in real estate, they're still doing deals, even if they have to sell the house on FaceTime mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I've yeah. done that. I've sold two houses that way. And there are people putting things into escrow. So fundamentally, I think we if we were a really bad economy in the first place and then this hit, yeah, it's a shit show. 
but the fact that we were so strong beforehand, I think I'm being more positive moving forward. And I don't see anything past like July. Yeah. I'm, I'm super optimistic. Scott Carson. I love you, dear. I love you, dear. And I, I won't <laughs> deny that in the higher valued markets, like where you guys are at in San Diego and LA, that there's still property moving. But you got to look at the rest of the country with uh, especially what's going to be hit hardest the most college towns colleges mm. across america are going to be hit the so freaking hard because they're ghost towns now and wow. people are going to be going back there colleges are going to change up their whole business plan of doing a whole online summit to make way to stay in business to do that I've, we, i mean we've seen it all across uh, the united states and what we see going on with the oil markets right now i mean oil is a dollar 49 is what i saw here yeah. in austin texas and we, you look at some of the economic stuff, they, I mean, there's already a lot of small gas companies, uh, natural gas companies going out of business, not just shutting their doors for a little while, filing BK chapter 11s, because that's a huge, huge scary thing in parts of the country, especially here in Texas, where oil is a big thing. So I, yeah. I, I wish it was going to be great, but we can't, we couldn't have kept going up and up and up and up like that. It, it's, it's, it's yeah, but it's not cool that a pan dam a pan yeah damn it a pandemic damn is, damn it <laughs> a pandemic is what's going to bring us down. And also, have you guys heard Mark Cuban out talking on shows? He's pretty optimistic because we're a resourceful nation and a resilient one. And in my series of inventing a paycheck, you know. People are going to find little things to do. And I think it's going to also be around caring for one another as well. A lot of service businesses. Yeah. Let me give Rich an opportunity to, to pull out the crystal ball and, and share what, what you're seeing here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more like Scott. I mean, I'm borderline Pollyanna guy. So this is, this is going to be hard for me to say, but I think the rich get richer and the poor just got kicked in the face. And um, so I just, I really hope and I pray and I really, really root for people to stay optimistic because I also do think, to Mary's point, I do think we're resilient, but it starts with the belief system in your head. Every one of these people, we hear it every time we do a Beyond Eight Figures and any book you ever, mindset, 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 it's everything. And so if all their messaging is coming via the news, again, whether it's left or right, because both, both sides win with fear, because it just gets them to tune into what they're saying. And that's programming in general. So I just super hope people dig into good, positive stuff, get around good, positive people. But I, I just, in your 90 day or your 120 day, I think the rich get a lot richer and the, the poor got kicked in the head. Mm -hmm. now yeah. move move a little farther and i think a lot is weird of a comment as this is going to sound like a lot's going to come down to what happens with the entertainment industry can people go to sporting events can people go to movies or if when that starts to happen does it look so weird that it makes people stay in fear because now they're only watching it on tv you know what i mean like yeah i wanted to answer in the 120 but what was that who goes to the movies anymore? I mean, oh shit! Have you ever gone? No, to I love the movies, but I would rather see, you know, Tiger and Rory or a couple of golfers get out there and play a tournament. Baseball, get back on the field if you even have an empty stadium. Just 
put it on TV. A lot's going to come down. I think it's going to be real interesting to see if Dana White can pull off this MMA fight that he wants to. It would be interesting. That's it's going to be something totally different than we've seen. Yeah, well, that was already canceled. So I mean, they're not they're not doing it on the on the casino land or anything like that. That was already canceled. They'll come back and they'll reward those guys for you know for having their back and that you know. But the that that event is done. They're not they're not doing didn't it. They just lay didn't the WWE just lay off a bunch of their staff yesterday? Furloughed a bunch of people. Well, but it's an essential business in the state of Florida, so go figure. Um, so you know, look here's here's where I think it gets interesting, and I think it gets really really scary. Um, you know, in in the um, in the same way that you have you know, sort of the vax and the non-vax groups, right? I mean, you, you have two very, very clear, distinct groups uh, in, in, in that world there. Actually, I'm going to, Vince, I'm going to give, uh, Vince, I'm going to bring you on as well. So just go ahead and uh, bring up your camera when you're ready. But we're just going to keep having this conversation. Then we'll do a clean break and then we'll bring Vince on. Um, but Vince, bring up your camera whenever you're ready here. So in the same way that you have sort of the vax and the non-vax groups, I think you're going to see this big divide of the, um, the, the going out in public versus the not going out in public groups. Like there, there's going to be a, a huge shift towards only going out when necessary by folks who are really, really, really scared. And rightly so, because you know, the more that you read about what's going on, the more that you hear about what's going on, the more you can see, uh, fact or not, well, and only time will tell, that you're going to end up with a second wave of this. So are you going to be part of the wave or it's like, you know, are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? Are you with us or are you against us? You know, it's really as simple as that. You are so freaking selfish that you have to go and sit in that stadium to watch that game, right? Like it's going to be one of those things where there's going to be, I believe, these the certain um, connotations, these certain labels and, and people are going to, to be in, in one of two very distinct groups um, that's my take on what's going to happen. One twenty, the other side of the coin, Scott, and just speaking to that specifically, um, is I I am terribly afraid uh, that we are going to see violent measures taken. If you try to take someone out of their home because the economy and their job their income, their ability to support their family has been literally taken out from under them through no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. You're going to see people taking up arms. You are going to see people shooting at the sheriff because when you don't pay your rent, what happens? You don't pay your rent, the landlord goes and files in court. Maybe Maybe we don't even know if the judges are going to issue evictions based on everything that's going on. We don't know. But let's say hypothetically they issue those eviction orders and the eviction order goes to the sheriff and the sheriff comes to that house and says, you've got to get out because you didn't do X, Y, or Z. I think that's going to be a breaking point for a lot of people. And I think they're going to figure they've got nothing to lose and why am I even, you're not throwing me out on the street and I'm, I'm open and fire. Well, I think that's where you're going to see an increase in bankruptcies to delay that. Um, and I think you'll see specific states, especially the attorney generals in the specific states that will uh, uh, delay foreclosures. This is what happened back years ago. You know, states like South Carolina uh, canceled all foreclosures overnight and, and put a 12 month hiatus on it. Um, you see that, so that happened in Massachusetts. So I think we're going to see some of that happening across the board. I know that, you know, a lot of the counties aren't enforcing 
uh, evictions right now, and who knows how long they'll keep that up. But at some point, you know, it's, it, hey, if I'm an investor and I've got a property, like we've got our assets right now. I mean, we've re reached out to our borrowers right now in our mortgage portfolio and say, hey, you've automatically got 60 days. Don't worry, 60 days, whatever. Hey, if you do want to pay, we'll give you extra credit for things. But uh, I, you, you will see some violence if people will have to work through those specific actions to try and stay. But that's the thing is, is people can't stop doing something. Hey, if you were laid off, find something to do. F try to find something, go to work for Amazon or, or something is better than nothing. And that, that's going to yeah. be the most important thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, uh, any final thoughts, Scott, before we, uh, before we let you jump, my brother? Hey, I just uh, didn't expect to be on here. I was just coming in a little, let you guys, cause you're three of my, I know you were. So, yeah, you too. But uh, I know you bring a unique perspective to the table and uh, wanted you to have a chance to, to jump on. So just, I'm gonna... if anything else there, I, I, I believe, I know you have to have a positive outlook. So I agree you gotta have a positive outlook, but you've also got to be realistic and don't wait to the last minute. Last thing anybody can do is huddle up in a ball and rock back and forth. We've all done that for two weeks out of the last month. It's time to figure yeah. out and, and, and get your side hustle on, communicate, talk with people. If you're struggling with depression, like many people are, I've had good days, I've had bad days, like, like we all have, pick up the phone, call somebody, pick up the phone and talk to somebody. It's the best advice I can give you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Me. All right, my friend, we're going to let you jump there. And um yeah, good, good Take having you time. on. So Mary, Richie, any, uh, any final thoughts for this episode of reinvention radio before we, uh, we go into our next episode with, uh, the man himself, assuming we can get his video and all work and I'm doing what I can do there, Vince, to try to get you up. So Kelly, I don't know if you can help Vince there, but we'll figure that one out. Um, but Mary, Rich, any, uh, any final thoughts before, uh, before we do hit the restart? Yeah. Rich, please. Oh, I was pointing to Mary, but I'll do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> See yes. that damn in the studio thing again. Uh -huh. In the studio thing. Yes. Um, so I, the social distancing, we kind of talked and I don't know, Tom Singer said it a certain way. And I really like it's, it's, we might need to do physical distancing, but I think we should be social tightening. So I think, yeah, more than ever. Yeah. For sure, this is not a time for social distancing, maybe physical, but over communicate right now, w whether it's with people in need or your banks and what's going on like this isn't a time necessarily to beg for forgiveness as much as over communicate and figure out solutions. Yeah. You know what I've been contacted by a couple of friends at like three in the afternoon for maybe half an hour house party or words with friends on your iPad. And it makes the house party, you get to see the other person. It's kind of like Pictionary, it's hilarious. Mm. And some people are doing those Zoom happy hours. Yeah. To stay in connection with one another, especially very social, social people, which I think is super. And I love this format that we can invite people on and have a just a nice discourse over what we think individually is could be the outcome or how we're all faring during this crisis. Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to wrap up this hour of reinvention radio and just stay safe, stay strong, stay in that land of, of Pollyanna as best as you can there while being realistic uh, about where, where things are at. For Mary Goulet and Richie Ote and 
Kelly Poker, White Wade, back at the studio. Steve Olisher will talk to you guys next time here on Reinvention Radio. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 